0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Are back and we are live on Pulse 95 Radio shout out to everyone who is tuning in around the world whether it's 95 FM pulse95radio.com our app shajar broadcasting authority even chilling at home watching us live on YouTube Instagram as I see you on there as well doing your thing and I can't wait to share this show with you now more than ever the importance of nutrition has been magnified as the best form of medication I agree as well. And I think that's important that we bring someone that knows a lot about that stuff so we consistently look to better ourselves in finding the right balance to achieve our goals. But they only become achievable when we make our training nutrition recovery a habit. Now, I'm delighted to have Jeff Zorn on the show and someone who is... Man, I mean, if you, if you have a chat with this guy, you just know, man. You just know you're in for a treat. And I'm bringing him on the show today for you guys to ask him all the questions regarding nutrition. Oh, man, we're diving into sugar. We're diving into weight loss. We're diving into medication. are using nutrition as medication. All that and more. on the only place to be at three. The Halftime Show on Pulse95. Love you, mom.
1: This is the Halftime Show. Omar Adouri
0: on oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Pulse 95,
0: 95. 95.
1: Oh, he loves the that... ball! What a goal!
0: This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice draw! We are back and we are live on Pulse95 Radio. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in on the gram on 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, or our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. Man, get ready for the show because this show is going to be on fire. We have Jeff Zorn in the building. <laughs> how you doing, Jeff? Doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well, my man. And um, we met, how long, how long ago did we meet? Uh, th- approximately two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? One and a half months ago. It feels like longer. I'm not going to lie. Um, the, the conversations are always entertaining with you, and you talk facts, and I love that, and especially about nutrition. And at a, at a critical stage right now where the whole world is definitely aware of the importance of nutrition as medication, Right. Uh, one of those things that probably counters that is sugar.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: Um, I've heard of the sugar roller coaster before. Yeah. um, But I think you know a little bit more about that. Tell me.
1: Well, the sugar roller coaster is almost exactly like it sounds. Um, it's, It's a piece of information that's very powerful. Uh, for people to understand, um, and it, it really helps with people's um, what we would I, in this segment we'll call a weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. But we're going to look at body composition a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the first thing that happens is presumably when you wake up in the morning, hopefully you've been fasting for mm-hmm. at least eight hours. Mm-hmm. So this establishes as a baseline uh, your fasting blood sugar level. Yeah. Now the thing that we want to focus on is breakfast mm-hmm. it's the most important meal of the day mm-hmm. um, we hear that all the time but it's just something that gets thrown around and we don't really know uh, exactly what people mean by that does that mean that we should always eat breakfast you know there's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting right now mm-hmm. people delaying their breakfast but the most important part about breakfast is the first thing that you put in your body in the morning is going to establish your neurotransmitters for the rest of the day and mm-hmm. that may sound a little bit complicated but I'm going to try and simplify that for mm. everybody now. So if we were to go and ask an audience member, you know, what is your typical breakfast look like? Yeah. What do you think that they would say? Well,
0: either eggs, cereal, oats, something along those lines.
1: I mean, I'm biased, but. Right, so <laughs> I'll, 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 just, I'll just throw out some things that yeah. I typically hear. Go and tell me. Uh, toast, jam, honey, juice, fruit, pan, cakes an emphasis on the word cake right uh, you're gonna throw some maple syrup on that maybe yeah. it's an acai bowl or you have cereals yeah. there's the frosted kind you know the one with added sugar um, you know even to some extent oatmeal yeah. yogurts uh, and it all basically equates to sugar right so now we've uh, we've talked about you're you're at a fasting level blood sugar is stable mm. um, this is the point in the day where you should be ready to, to tackle things you're not diverting any any energy for digestion or processes like that. Mm. So now you have the first meal, you put a bunch of sugar into your body. What does sugar do to your body after fasting? Well, the the first thing that you can notice is it's, it's rapidly absorbed and the thing that it's going to do is then increase your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit later, but yeah. uh, that's a toxic process. Your body has a protection uh, mechanism uh, to control toxic blood sugar, mm-hmm. which is to release a hormone Called insulin. Right now, that's going to cue up fat storage. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the process of so, we just imagine this graph. It's very flat. You just woke up. Now you put all this sugar in your body. It's very rapidly digested. You you know that when you put food in your mouth, mm-hmm. it tastes sweet. That's yeah. ar- that's already the saliva. The uh, enzyme amylase is now breaking that down. Mm-hmm. So now you start to get this sugar spike. Blood sugar starts climbing yeah. up to the top of this roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. And now you've got insulin trailing behind that, making sure that blood sugar doesn't get too toxic, and then you're going to go on the drop. Mm. And that's what happens. You, Your blood sugar crashes now because of this amount of insulin that's been produced, and now you go below your fasting insulin level. This mm. is where people get uh, tired. Hangry. Uh, At this stage in the game, you don't really notice it, but you may think like, you know, okay, I've just had my breakfast. It's uh, been about 40 minutes. I need a little pick-me-up. I need a coffee. Mm -hmm. You put some sugar in it. You put some milk in there. Maybe you grab an energy drink, something like that. So you're using something to get you out of this dip where blood sugar uh, levels have now gone below your fasting level. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You, you'll continue on this path. Maybe you grab a biscuit or a cookie or something. Somebody's got a little chocolate bar or something. You pick that up. And so you're seeing these continuous spikes in blood sugar yeah. uh, a, and insulin. Now, the one that's going to be uh, more relatable to a lot of people is now when we get to lunchtime. Right, right. So when, when lunchtime hits and people are saying, you know, oh, what are you going to get? Is it going to be a rice heavy meal? Mm-hmm. meal? Is it going to be a pasta heavy meal? Is it going to be something with a lot of bread and stuff like that? And what you'll see is people complete these meals and then you'll, you'll start to feel really tired and you'll see people slumping in their desk. I've seen people fall asleep, snoring at their desks. Right, right. Uh, but this is, this is known as the insulin coma. Okay. So once this process has gone on, on long enough, hopefully some people in the audience are sort of checking that box. Yeah, when I have pasta or right. if I, you have a biryani or something with a lot of rice or something, you notice that major crash. Right. And uh, there's, there's really only two ways out of it. Number one, you have to have a nap. You have to go to sleep, which you see as the natural response. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is just to refeed and get that blood sugar level uh, back up. But
0: the, the, Does the nap reset? What your body's been through
1: correct. Yeah, so this is a this is a this is a basically a period of fasting mm-hmm. and uh, For anyone that has kids this is this is one of the times that it's most obvious mm-hmm. uh, you, you see like for example if you've ever been to like a kid's birthday party or something like that There's there's treats there's celebration. There's all these things uh, You know kids are having juice uh, maybe even soda uh, Cupcakes things of that nature their blood sugar goes up and mm-hmm. you see them hyperactive. They're elated You know they're running around and then what will happen? is they'll get tired, they'll, a fight will break out, they don't want to share, you see their attitude is starting to go a bit down, they're starting to cry, and then you have this choice where, what do I do, are we, gonna, uh, either we have to put them in a timeout, they got to have a nap, or you have to continue feeding
0: them. Are, are there alternates for tricking the body and the mind for sugar? And, I, and you know why I said that, because when you were, se- when you were talking... I'm, I'm one of those people as well. People are like, yep, that's me. Yep, yep, I'll probably have that. Yes, this as well. And then I'll probably have the rice meal or the pasta meal. Are there things that when our body is actually settled and stable, then it wakes up and it craves something that you would say, that's pretty good for your body. And at the same time, you wouldn't feel like you're missing out on the sugar aspect.
1: Yeah, so there's there's ways to uh, slow down the absorption process. Mm. So, for example, um, you know, y- you could have, let's say, an acai bowl. Yeah. But with this acai bowl, what you're going to do is you're going to add in some fiber. So you're going to put some spinach in there. So this is something that's slower to digest. You're going nice. to mix that with something like coconut milk. It's got a high fat content. Basically, what you're doing is causing a buffer. So that, like I said, sh- the digestion of sugar starts in the mouth. Mm. So what you want to do is uh, mix it in. With with a bunch of other things that take much, much longer to digest. Again, uh, fats and proteins will be digested further down in the digestive system, so this will help slow the release of sugar. So the, the the issue is that we're getting too much sugar too frequently, and that's the insulin roller coaster in a nutshell. When you when you draw it on a graph, it literally looks like a cartoon of a of a roller coaster with just mm. these insane climbs and then these crazy drops. Yeah. Um, and that's basically hopefully what people will realize. This is uh, what's happening to your energy. And what's happening to your mood if you've ever been hangry if you've ever been uh, really sleepy at your desk yeah. uh, then, then <laughs> that's that's the culprit
0: hey listen I told you I was going to spoil you and <laughs> that's the first segment done already we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this enjoy the music folks this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri
1: 95. oh you
0: It sure is that time. It's the halftime show, though, Dury. I'm your host, come everything sport, international, local. Whew, what a first segment already. <laughs> we're just getting warm. If we were talking about roller coaster, we're on the way up now. Okay, so Jeff is in the building. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how you doing? I'm still here. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so, right, we were talking about the sugar roller coaster beforehand and what it does to the body, but, you know, why do people struggle to sidestep it?
1: Well, there's there's two things. So, what I want to get into is the effect that sugar has uh, on the body. Yeah. So, um, first of all, um, sugar is an addictive substance. It's it's actually one of the most addictive drugs that there is, um, and it's up there with things like caffeine, cigarettes, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of the way that uh, sugar can modulate your behavior is first of all by. Uh, changing your palate or what we would say your taste buds so this is a really interesting experiment that everybody can do at home um, what you do is you get a piece of fruit um, you get something like a strawberry or, or something that's generally sweet and what you'll do is you'll take a bite of this strawberry first thing in the morning and you'll think "Hmm, that's delicious it tastes it tastes sweet it mm. tastes like a strawberry mm-hmm. You wait about uh, five minutes and then you open up uh, your favorite soda uh, not, a, not a diet soda, something that's actually got sugar in it. And then you have a sip of that and you'll say, oh, wow, that that tastes sweet. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. The next day, you reverse the process. So you wake up in the morning. Now you have a sip of your, your favorite uh, sugar-laden soda. And you'll say, wow, that tastes really sweet. And then you wait a couple minutes and then you have a bite of the strawberry. Mm-hmm. What does the strawberry taste like now? It tastes like almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Because the The way that our body works is on a negative feedback loop. So, whatever whatever increment of sugar that you've had, you need something that's better than that the next time. And that is this sort of uh, dopamine or drug seeking behavior. So you see that in Instagram or something. Mm. You need more likes. You need more follows. You need uh, you know more, more stimulus uh, yeah. from from this drug. So that that's one uh, part of it. The second part is is the way that it affects our brain chemistry, and that's a little bit more complicated. Through this reward hormone that we have, dopamine. Um, Why is it a reward hormone? I'm I'm interested to hear, to hear if you call it that. Well, um, there's there's certain behaviors that people need to uh, engage in uh, in in order to be successful. Mm. Uh, two of those things, uh, the the most common one. Um, it's going to be food, eating food. People find enjoyment from food that's good because we need a mechanism to encourage people to eat because if you don't have that, what's the incentive for human beings to eat food? Mm. Well there wouldn't be one absolutely and the, and the other uh, highly natural one um, is uh, sex for reproduction. Mm-hmm. so uh, again, I'm sure we'll we'll skip that part, but there, there needs to be an internal reward system to incentivize uh, certain behavior. Um, and so a lot of this we'll get into is about sort of deferred gratification right. and you see these, uh, these traits that they observe among children where they put some marshmallows out. Another scientific experiment, you put some marshmallows out, you're mm-hmm. not putting pieces of broccoli out because <laughs> you don't eat this for five minutes and you know, you'll come back, all the broccoli is going to be there. Yeah. But something which, uh, is enticing and you see that, that yeah. there, there is a reason for people to grab that. There's, there's an incentive for them and that comes from dopamine. Right. Um,
0: now when it when it comes down to habits, a lot of people talk about building habits and sugar is one of those things that you almost have to reverse to get yourself out of that habit right how how do we modify our habits
1: well this is this is one of the the trickiest issues mm. um, and there's a there's a very I mean, we we have to see that the world is set up. The uh, sugar is ubiquitous and specifically added sugar. So I was saying, you know, we can um, we can slow down the absorption rate of sugar by um, uh, adding in other components, protein, fats, fiber, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we have certain things where we're just adding sugar, mm-hmm. um, and and that makes it uh, ubiquitous. Um, one of the benefits is it, it acts much like salt, which is used generally to preserve things. Yeah. Um, so the shelf life of sugary things is very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that you can grab on the go. Uh, a lot of this is related to lifestyle, and I know we're going to get into lifestyle disease after that, but, you know, people aren't waking up uh, super early to get their workouts in to then get to the office early and, and do all these things. You know, mm-hmm. they stayed up too late. They ordered takeout. They ate uh, late. So they were digesting their food It interrupted their REM sleep. When they wake up in the morning, they're really tired. They yeah. need that. They snoozed a bunch of times. They need that coffee to get them out of bed. I need something to, to on the go. I'll just eat it in the car. Mm. It's going to be some type of bar with added sugar. It's going to be a little yogurt with uh, that's highly processed. Things like that. Yeah. So these things are just absolutely everywhere. Um, they're very cheap economically, and the temptation is everywhere. You know, when you go in the office, you know, somebody's not going to be, you know, come over to my desk and let's have this piece of T-bone steak, or yeah. I did a really nice eggs Benedict or something. Mm. No, they're going to have some some cookies and some grab-and-go stuff, yeah. and it's going to be predominantly sugar. So this is what we're exposed to. How do we trick the mind? There, well. You, there is no there is no way. Mm. There's literally no way. So this goes back to the experiments that they, uh, they did um, on starting with like children 20 years ago mm-hmm. with the deferred gratification. Those people who can defer gratification mm-hmm. will be successful in the long run. And those people that cannot defer gratification will make uh, poorer choices that will have negative impacts on their life mm-hmm. and will be seen to be as less successful. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very important. This is an addiction and it's important to have strategies to help control, um, you know, the negative aspects that this can have in your life. Hmm.
0: And Mustafa's asking here; he's got a question for you. He said, "What about protein bars as snacks?
1: What's your take on that?" Um, if. If you cannot eat protein from whole sources mm-hmm. um, and you and you feel like you're going to be deficient in protein for the day, then uh, grab yourself a bar. But it's very important to uh, look at the source of that bar because, again, it's a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be highly processed. It's mm-hmm. not going to be uh, necessarily healthy for you. Yeah. But if, if your goal is more toward uh, getting that protein uh, requirement in, uh, I would say go for it. But it is a supplement. Do not treat it as a meal replacement, you need to be getting your food from whole natural sources because what we'll talk about is you know, uh, when it comes to inflammation and things like that, what Mm -hmm. are these foods that are pro-inflammatory? Everybody says, hey, there's anti-inflammatory foods, but nobody talks about the pro-inflammatory foods. So if you're talking about whey protein, casein, uh, these dairy uh, issues, people know about um, lactose intolerant, Mm -hmm. which is the sugar which is found in milk, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily talk about our inability to break down whey protein casein protein that cause all types of digestive issues uh, bloating gas acne mm. all these other things
0: so. mm, absolutely uh, Terry here ah Jeff I'm a meal plan convert fussy eater and Jeff's food is epic he has more eating stuff I, I've never had before so there's a there's a quick nice little reference for you there thank you Terry. Um, Mas- saying during the time of fasting does our sugar levels decrease and if so ha- uh, then how does it increase the sugar levels after fasting that's what he was at. He was asking. I'm not sure if you got. That.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, as, as I said, anytime, anytime you sleep, mm-hmm. you are fasting. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are not eating. Um, so your your blood sugar level is going to return to what's called your fasting uh, insulin level or blood sugar level. Um, that. That's not a, it's not a good thing, it's not a bad thing, it's mm-hmm. just what happens while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, normally what would happen is, uh, in the morning you have something called a circadian rhythm, um, you know, it, it means like approximately a day, it's an internal clock, so you'll wake up, and the process to wake you up is the stimulation of a stress hormone called cortisol, mm-hmm. and this will gradually start to wake your body up, and then you're gonna start releasing some uh, stored glycogen, yeah. and your, your blood sugar is gonna gradually rise, um and that's how you how you start your day
0: excellent you know when we said earlier that almost a nap is the perfect way to kind of reset your 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 levels yeah how long can a nap be to reset your levels
1: um it depends. It depends literally on how much sugar you've you've had or how much food that you have eating. Um, for all for all the American listeners out there uh, and for the Canadians, you know, Thanksgiving just uh, came around for, uh, yeah. for Canadians and yeah. it's coming up for Americans. This is this is one meal where people, you know, you sit around the table, you pile that on, mm-hmm. and then everybody goes for a nap where they're watching uh, uh, American football and yeah. people are passing out on the couch. Yeah. So it could be twenty minutes, it okay. could be an hour. I mean, I don't know.
0: So right? so there you have it. Like if you wake up in the morning and you've, you've dug in for the sweets and you thought oh no <laughs> I need to switch this up you get a quick nap in and then you can start again almost I, I love that okay we're going to take a quick break again as I told you guys we are spoiling you today with Jeff Zone who's in the building and we'll be right back after this see you in a bit folks this
1: is the halftime show with Omar and oh you love
0: this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice!
1: Wonderful! It's
0: time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host coming everything's everything international and look I was just thinking of Ah, uh, you know what I was thinking of I'll tell you what I was thinking of I wanted to shout out Sergey and I wanted to shout you out and it just messed up my whole line should I do that again <laughs> <laughs> okay cool uh, shout out to everyone who's tuning in thank you very much for your questions by the way fantastic questions and even during the break while you guys are enjoying the fantastic music we've got here I'm asking him the questions that you guys are throwing on the Instagram live at Omar Alduri um, Jeff before we uh, before we took a break you, again you threw in those words man you'd be, you'd be dropping those lines and then we have to go into a break you spoke about inflammatory foods and um, and what it does to the body and how to kind of reverse that. Can you tell me more about what's good for your body and how do we reduce inflammation, especially with what we put it through?
1: Right. So uh, let's just keep it with sugar for for a second, because so so uh, if you ask anyone from the. Uh uh, the audience have you heard about anti-inflammatory foods generally the answer is going to be correct like yeah we've heard of that before um, fish oil mm-hmm. uh, cod, cod liver oil something like that that's an anti-inflammatory food. yeah but this does now raise a second question which is well if there are such things as anti-inflammatory foods are there also such things as pro-inflammatory foods and one of the worst ones is sugar mm-hmm. so uh, as we were saying before blood sugar is toxic this is why we have to um, our our body secretes uh, insulin, and that is a fat storage hormone. It converts uh, toxic blood sugar into fat. Um, so. I say sugar is damaging, and uh, people are obviously uh, a little bit biased. They're addicted to sugar. They yeah. don't want to say there's anything wrong with it. But if we go through, what what does sugar do? Well, first of all, let's start with your teeth. Everybody knows it's going to cause cavities. It's going to feed pathogenic bacteria in your mouth. You're going to get cavities. You're going to get root canals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've linked um, the, the health of your mouth to the health of your heart. Uh, the second thing it's going to do is feed pathogenic bacteria in your gut so mm-hmm. that you could get uh, bacterial over overgrowths, um, you know, that uh, that disrupt your ability to digest food, uh, all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it damages arteries, organs, and muscle tissue. Um, and, and like we said, the, the, this is the reason that your body has to create uh, this hormone insulin to store the uh, excess sugar, it's fat. Um now, we, we spoke about diabetes before. So diabetes is sort of this branching um, metabolic disease, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a lifestyle disease. I hate the word diabetes. I love it in Arabic. It's called sukkr, I believe, yeah, yeah. which basically means sugar. Sugar, yeah. Right. Um, so I have... Uh, I would like to make a proclamation which is we're no longer going to call it diabetes type 2 we're going to call it I eat too much sugar too frequently <laughs> and if you just keep that in mind the whole time you know exactly how to get around yeah. so so sugar is a major one uh, but there's also uh, several other ones that we need to look into uh, one of those things is specifically uh, gluten yeah. which, uh, which is found in uh, uh, s- several grains um, it comes from the Latin word for glue it's basically a sugar which is wrapped in a neurotoxin. Mm. Uh, it damages the lining of your gut, things like that. Um, one, of, one of the other things that happens with uh, monocrop things like grain and corn and all that other stuff is it's covered in pesticides. If you don't wash those pesticides off, if they're genetically modified, mm-hmm. you can end up with that in your stomach. Again, this is going to start affecting your gut microbiome. It's going to put that off and then you're going to start uh, getting more uh, inflammation there.
0: Yeah, Mustafa was
1: asking um,
0: in your opinion, what's the best pre-workout and post-workout meals if you had to throw in a couple of options
1: so this is ev- <laughs> everybody tries to optimize what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't need to take a microscopic view of like, what's the, like my pre-workout. There's, there's even something called Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. intra-workout nutrition where, you know, people will be taking uh, various amounts of uh, types of sugar to uh, start the recovery and making sure that they're getting the maximum performance out of their lift, followed by the post-workout meal. But literally like if we, if we look at it, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, uh, what's the base of the pyramid? What's the change that I can make that is going to have the Uh, largest percentile change on my life. Mm. So that's going to be removing all these pro-inflammatory foods. That's going to be making sure I get a good night's sleep. And that's going to be doing an appropriate amount of exercise, not too little so that I don't get any stimulation, uh, but not too much so that I'm able to recover the next day because otherwise, you know, part of that workout is just wasted and what you'll end up doing is getting injured and everybody knows that when you get injured, your progress completely goes out the window. So if you were really great for six weeks, Mm. like, you know, everyone's rooting for you but when you get injured and now you're going to be out for two months uh, six weeks Mm -hmm. a year whatever it is um, you know the more serious uh, uh, injuries that people can get it really damages your progress so Mm -hmm. I I would caution people don't don't focus too much on uh Pre-workout meals, post-workout meals, but all, but just to answer the question, it's going to be some easily digestible protein and some easily digestible carb. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend something like white rice, very easy to digest. It's partially chewed for you versus something like a baked potato. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is going to be uh, some type of animal-based protein, uh, something like minced beef or uh, minced lamb or something like that, versus something like a steak, which you're going to have to cut mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. chew, and it can be. Yeah, a little bit taxing
0: yeah. to, and, to and, get through, and you know, you mentioned about training and about the, these kind of drinks. And, and a lot of people get confused about the whole electrolytes, sodium, salt. Just when you said that, it triggered me off because for, for when, we, when we were growing up, there was the Gatorades and the Powerades and all these kind of things. And then people are like, Oh, no, no, they're full of sugar, they're full of sugar, stay away from them. But then people are like, No, no, you need the sugar, and then you need this, the, the sodium, and
1: you need the electrolytes. Exactly. What's your take on that? Yeah, so they're 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 absolutely fantastic, but they're not they're not to be used in the way that they're advertised. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like. Um you see sort of like uh, uh, pro athletes and they're sitting on the bench waiting to go you know they're playing in like the World Series of Baseball or they're playing in the FIFA World Cup or something mm-hmm. and they're they're having a small diluted amount of this sugar because again you don't want to get blood sugar too high followed yeah. by the crash but you need to stay hydrated um, and that is a huge thing you know we're not all necessarily athletes but we're all living in the UAE where we're sweating a lot um, and we need to to replace our sodium so you'll see mm. this it's very bizarre these water companies will they start new marketing techniques where they'll say uh, this is a sodium-free water yeah well why would i want a sodium-free water when i know that when i sweat i'm releasing sodium from my body mm-hmm. so it's very important to not only replenish the water but if you're not replenishing your sodium you're still getting dehydrated yeah um So, yeah, again, for example, I just drink uh, water, purified water, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I add my own salt back into it because it's absolutely necessary to uh, maintain hydration levels. And again, you know, when you talk about top line things, what's the best pre-workout or something? Mm. Make sure you're hydrated. Mm. Make sure you have salt in your water. Make sure you, if you want to have a bit of caffeine or something like that, that's going to improve your concentration, uh, contractile force, all that other stuff. Mm. Um, But yeah, it's let's focus, less on the coffee as a diuretic and more on staying hydrated because we know just a a, you know two percent level of dehydration can lead to like a 30 percent drop in your performance absolutely mustafa was saying about espresso and and turkish coffees earlier (laughs) um
0: marwan's actually jumped on here as well and he said i mar just joined and a very interesting conversation what's what's his take on bcaa's and when is the right time to actually consume them
1: um i've i've taken bcaas uh, in the past again um if If we've already established that having sugar for breakfast is highly detrimental, it's highly addictive and that basically it gets you on this uh, this roller coaster where Mm. you're constantly craving more sugar. So then, you know, this is a a, kids are are great to watch because, like, for example, if you have um, a child and let's say you just gave him a snack, you gave him a fruit roll up or some Gatorade or something like Mm. that. And now it's time for dinner and you say, "Okay, I need you to eat your broccoli. No, yeah, because we've already looked at the example of the Coca Cola and the strawberry. Mm-hmm. They've just had the Coca Cola, and now you're giving them the strawberry. They don't even want the strawberry. Yeah. So how are you gonna? How is it that you're gonna convince them to eat vegetables? How are you gonna convince them to eat protein? Mm. But uh, but getting getting that protein in naturally that's the way to go. Uh, BCA is great because again, there's no digestion. Um, there's some scientific literature that says that it's. Uh, that it's recommended and that it's a good way to get in your protein again not a lot of digestion mm. so you could take this pre-workout or first thing when you wake up in the morning to to make sure you get those neurotransmitters going these are going to be building blocks for your hormones neurotransmitters it's gonna uh you know give you the ability to concentrate focus mm. uh, and give you that slow rise in energy we don't want to climb up that roller coaster and then go for the drop we just need a. a, a uh, stable increase over the course of the day that allows us to take care of what we want to do fantastic I mean what the hell, man I told you it's going to be
0: good we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this enjoy folks I'll see you in a bit
1: this is the halftime show with Omar Alduri
0: on Pulse 95 oh he lifts
1: the fire what a goal
0: this is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse
1: 95 nice strike
0: i yeah. you Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar. During it's almost full time on the halftime show, and if you have been tuning in, what a show! And if you haven't, kicking yourself for not tuning in. Don't worry. Catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. You like a podcast, or even head over to our YouTube channel, Pulse ninety five Radio. Thanks to Super Mario and Samma, who put up all of our episodes on YouTube. Okay, cool. Right. So, Jeff, I'm um, listen. listen. The hour's almost up, man. <laughs> let's, let's get a couple more questions in. One thing is in terms of a lot of people seem to have the common goal of weight loss. And during the break, we were talking about what kind of weight are you losing, how it's affecting dehydration. and, and But one thing we don't really talk about enough, and especially for females as well as males, is muscle mass and how important that is to, to achieving health, like optimal health, rather than just losing
1: weight. Tell me more about that. Right, so uh, this is something that I see with my clients a lot. Um, Everyone comes in and they say, you know, uh, I'm... Uh, my goal is to lose weight, and I always say, that's great, what kind of weight would you like to lose? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're a little bit stumped. So body mass is uh, basically comprised of uh, a few different segments. Uh, one of them is your bones, mm-hmm. so your skeletal uh, mass. Um, if you reduce weight from your bones, it's called osteoporosis. That's a disease where you, you lose bone density and then you end up breaking your your limbs. Uh, it's very painful. So we, we can all establish that we don't want to do that. Uh, Uh, The the second major component is water, so again, we talked about dehydration, uh, 2% loss of uh, your hydration levels can lead to uh, a 30% dip in your performance uh, in in sports activities. Um, And as we were talking about with like UFC fighters cutting weight, people like Habib damaging their their livers, having to pull out of fights, things like that. So again, not something that's healthy, nor is it sustainable. If you reduce your lean muscle mass, healthy lean uh, tissue, that's basically a result of starvation. You'll see Mm. the people that are starving, you can see their bones and things like that. And one of the things that that also triggers is osteoporosis. Mm. Your organs, uh, we do not want to lose any organ weight. That's not good. And So the last thing that we've got is excess fat mass. Mm -hmm. So everybody's goal, no matter if they're a man or a woman, no matter what stage in their life they are, Our goal is uniformly to reduce our excess body fat mass while increasing our lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, if we were to to rephrase this, like, what are are we supposed to focus on? Um, There there are a lot of unhealthy ways to lose weight out there. You see all these detoxes, calorie restriction, things like that. Mm -hmm. They have the opposite of the intended effect. And if we look at evolutionary biology, it's never going to work. So Mm -hmm. for example, if you're in a calorie-restricted state, for a long period of time, um, our, our bodies are um, uh, selected evolutionarily to resist starvation. That means we're going to reduce our lean muscle mass mm-hmm. and we're going to uh, keep our uh, body fat percentage. Yeah. So we're, we're now doing the opposite of what we're trying to do. And it's not sustainable. You cannot maintain a calorie deficit indefinitely. Uh, and again, we've seen that the thing that's triggering uh, excess body fat is not necessarily calories, but how much uh, sugar we're, we're eating. Mm. So what we should really be focusing on is reducing systemic inflammation, uh, this is a goal that everybody can get behind. I want to feel young. I want to feel vital. Yeah. Uh, I don't want pains in my low back or my knees or anything like that. I want to be able to hop out of bed and do those things that I need to do, whether it's you know running around as a, as a mom uh, chasing after her kids and, and uh, all that stuff, or if it's an athlete you know playing uh, football or something like that. Uh, you you want to reduce inflammation, mm-hmm. uh, reduce the main driver of disease, increase your healthy lean mass because that's going to increase increase your basal metabolic rate, Mm. and that is going to naturally burn more body fat, uh, which is exactly why we carry it. So, we need to embrace embrace lean muscle mass Um, and and again, you know, you you think about this guy's a bodybuilder and he's getting ready for a show and he's trying to increase his lean muscle mass and this is a pregnant woman and she's in her second trimester. Mm -hmm. They're both doing exactly the same thing. They're building new tissue. One is building a baby Mm -hmm. uh, in her womb and the other guy is, you know, adding pectorals and lats and -hmm. and quads and things like that. But it's the same process. Increasing lean muscle mass, reducing excess body fat. And we always say excess because with women there's a certain amount of body fat that is required for uh, healthy fertility activities uh, things of that nature so
0: listen you deserve a round of applause for that my man and also um, someone just said now Mustafa just said now hey listen we need a second episode with him so that's fantastic um, I will try and get him on I mean it, there it's been uh, it's been put out there already on uh, on our Instagram at Omar Diri saying we need another episode with you man we've almost reached full time on the halftime show but before I I, I let you go uh, Jeff please please do let us know where we can follow what <laughs> you
1: sure it's uh, you can find me on Instagram nourishing uh, sorry at nourishing Dubai Mm -hmm. Um, and you can also check out my website which is uh, www.nourishingdubai.com fantastic thank you very much first episode on the radio yeah first time
0: on the radio how was it it was it was it was amazing thank you so much my pleasure the time the time flew and it was really comfortable my pleasure fantastic remember you catch every Monday Wednesday and Saturday 3 to 4 on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95. Peace and love, folks. Have a blessed day. We're out. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.